True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. How to Forgive Yourself Forgiveness is a wickedly cool word that can spin almost anyone into a myriad of directions. For the narcissist, there's nothing to forgive. It's always going to be your bad for something that happens that they don't like. But for the rest of us, we need to learn to forgive ourselves because, well, if we don't, we start carrying a weight. These weights can be conscious or unconscious. Being conscious is super helpful because your awareness will enable you to see the issue, problem, or the stress that it's creating. To make this concept really clear and come alive, I want you to think of a bridge. For our purposes, let's make this a single vehicle bridge. We all know that bridges are engineered, designed, and built to sustain a certain gross weight. Normally, we see the maximum load of any bridge painted on the bridge itself, or, if you look closely, the signs right before we go to cross the bridge. What we don't see is any stresses that develop in the lifespan of the bridge. So, some clever person said, we need to have bridge inspectors to determine if a bridge is able to continue to sustain the weight it was originally designed for. <laughs> like I said, whomever came up with the idea that we should inspect our community bridges is pretty smart. If we take the same analogy and apply it to your body, that your body is the bridge, then inspecting it from time to time is sound thinking. Yes, this is what we do when we go to our doctor's office to get a checkup. However, what I'm proposing is a different kind of examination. A lot of people look at these types of inspections as if we're trying to find something wrong. I'm not a big fan of this kind of thinking, so I have no intent in fueling it. I'm asking you to create a third-party inspection of yourself by observing your body for things that it your body hasn't forgiven. We're not looking for any things that are in error. All we're doing is to create a natural observation point for those things that don't belong. We especially want to stay clear of any judgment. Stay focused in observing your body for things that you haven't forgiven. Let me get personal with you in demonstrating this process. Right now, I'm going to close my eyes and look within for anything that I'm carrying as a weight that doesn't belong. Now give me a minute, and let me do this while you're listening, okay? Okay, now I'm going to see, okay, now I see some topics or experiences that are coming to the surface, so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask myself, is this issue something that I need to address in forgiving myself? No, no, not that. So I'm going to repeat my initial question. Is there anything that I'm carrying in my body that I haven't 
forgiven. Boy, this wasn't expected, but let me share it with you. You may or may not understand my trigger, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) It sounds almost embarrassing to say, but I want to get it out. My parents lied to me. In breathing into this, this isn't a one-time thing or a couple times. This is a significant pattern of lies. I just got through asking, is it one parent or both? (laughs) Well, that was too easy. The answer is both. And while I was quite young, these lies extended all the way through my upbringing. It's interesting that I didn't notice that before. Anyway, okay, now what do I do? Based upon the fact that I can clearly see that I have not forgiven myself, let's take a quick pause for me to illustrate further why I'm not focusing on them, my parents, and their choice to lie. For me, at a very early age, I did realize that my parents were lying to me. I knew it. At that time, I didn't exactly know how I knew it, but with certainty, it has everything to do with my spiritual gifts knowing what was true and what wasn't. Instead of believing myself, I believed them. I had to. I want you to especially hear that last sentence to repeat myself. I said, I had to believe my parents. That's the thing I want you to hear. That's my own lie to myself. Let me expand upon that. I thought I had to let my parents lie to me because, well, that's how it was. When I was very young, to a certain degree, that makes sense. Later, and certainly in my teenage years, I started confronting the lies. But then, I went back to my choice in thinking I had to believe them instead of myself. And that's my point of attachment. That's the part that I just discovered that I'm carrying in my body. You may think, what's the big deal? All parents lie to their kids. Even if this were true, it's not about them lying to me. It's about me lying to myself. That's the part that I haven't forgiven myself for. So here it is, clear as day. I know what the trigger point is, but in reality, that's only a part of the process of learning how to forgive yourself. As I said, I've lied to myself, and by looking into my body, I can see the weight. It's a stress. It's like a crack in the bridge. It's a problem, and initially it may not seem like a big deal, but fractures do, at one point, break. Prematurely, I might add. This is a key benefit in forgiving yourself. I don't want to carry this extra weight on my body, the burden that I haven't forgiven myself, in choosing to think I had to believe the lives of my parents. Now, this next part is as easy as everything else we've been doing. I have to be willing to address my body. Notice, I didn't say my mind. I have to be willing to address my body in forgiving myself. Let me do that while I have you with me, together. Quite honestly, I don't want to go another second carrying that weight. To release this choice, I must again establish a connection with my body. As I'm doing that right now, I can feel a heaviness surrounding my heart. This is even more specific than my body as a whole. It's my heart area that has taken on this stress. Good to know, but not cool. Therefore, 
I'm going to let it go. I'm going to do this out loud while teaching you the process so you can emulate it in areas that you'll want to apply in forgiving yourself. Deep within, I can feel that I'm ready to let go of this weight or heaviness. I choose to forgive myself all the way back to the first point I became aware, whenever or however young I was. The length of time I haven't forgiven myself is not nearly as important as letting it go, and in so letting this feeling of attachment go, that I will never pick it up again. I just want to make sure I'm really clear of that. Boy, do I feel better. And you know what? So will you. Let me formally detail these steps in forgiving yourself. One, you have to consciously identify the source and not forgiving yourself. The story doesn't matter. How long it's been doesn't matter. What does matter is you becoming aware. This means becoming clear that you have a weight, an attachment, a stress. Any denials are a problem. Avoid countering yourself with thoughts or feelings that this issue isn't that big of a deal. That isn't going to help you. It's actually the very reason that you've held on. And this has to go. Two, identifying the source of where you're stuck has to be done in your body. There's a reason I'm sharing this. It's way too easy to fool yourself. You're way too likely to want to fake yourself out by blocking or being resistant to such feelings. This isn't desired. The body can feel and the mind can register and categorize such things, but the mind, oven by itself, can't feel. Did you know that? Does this make sense? Your body is designed to gather all of your sensory input. Your brain, by itself, can't feel. If right now I could directly poke that part of your body, it would be the same as touching a paraplegic's leg. There aren't any feelings to register. When you feel an issue, the problem or the weight, it's actually a good thing. It's here in your body that is awakening your mind with, hey, we've been trying to tell you, but you haven't been paying attention. I want you to listen to your body. Heads up, if you haven't established a more recent connection with your body, it may take a great deal to begin this art of communication. My suggestion? Get started and begin practicing. Even if the list of things that you haven't forgotten that comes forth from your body are pages in length, let it out. If you're willing to take this up another level, write out the things what your body is feeling. Again, listen to your body and take notes. Three, ask yourself, your body, to see the detailed effects of your not forgiving yourself. Pain is a natural attribute of the body telling you something. I remember meeting a man who had excruciating migraine headaches. They were so bad that he had to have cortisone shots at the top of his spine regularly. Sometimes his pain was so excruciating that he'd need pain-relieving injections twice a week. This kind of signaling from the body is significant. The man was a Harvard graduate, and he was entirely focused on creating a success with his new business. But, you know, as smart as he was, and even with his wife having graduated as a medical doctor from Harvard too, no one thought to ask why the headaches were being manifested. Well, this isn't entirely accurate. Nobody was able to figure out the nature of the issue beyond a catch-all category of stress. People, 
Stress is a weight. Think again about the bridge. Any good bridge inspector is going to see the stress, regardless of where it's coming from, and want to make note of it. Four, get to the epicenter. Your body is actually quite sophisticated. If you're having a problem with your car, you may not have a clue what the problem is, so you take it to your mechanic, and you tell him anything and everything you can tell him so that he or she can help diagnose it. Naturally, it's his or her job to find the problem and fix it. This same analytical process is used by your doctor. Both professionals break down issues, putting them into categories based upon patterns that they've seen before. Much of the time, the problems or issues are in plain sight. When visiting your doctor, you tell them all the big things that you've noticed going on with your body. Then, the doctor isolates and analyzes the issue, and at one point, specific solutions are offered. All of this might isolate the issue, but not necessarily the problem. This is true for bridge inspectors, car mechanics, and physicians. You've got to get to the epicenter, the cause. What's in the middle? Are you ready for this? Much of the time, it's an imbalance that we cause in ourselves due to not forgiving ourselves. If it's not forgiveness, then it's another out-of-balance belief or lifestyle issue that isn't properly being addressed. The Harvard businessman had some huge issues, and working 80 to 90 hour weeks was only digging himself deeper into the pit. As a quick point of reference, I know the Harvard guy had some real serious issues with his parents. He was running as fast as he could from them to create something new. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But if his body is so out of balance in the process of manifesting his desire for success, what's the use? In my own example, the epicenter within my own body to my own lack of forgiving was rooted in the heaviness in the heart area. Five, breathe into it. Snow skiing is a really weird sport because every professional ski instructor will tell you that you need to lean forward. If you haven't skied before, this feels backward. You, standing on two slippery sticks that are waxed so that you can go faster down the hill, and somebody is telling you to lean forward while you go down the hill. It's quite uncomfortable as a thought, and it's true for the sensation until you begin to feel it. The same thing is true in allowing yourself to release from the epicenter of your attachment. To forgive yourself, you have to lean into it. This is done by breathing. Breathe into the place where you initially chose to create the imbalance. As a novice to the slopes of snow skiing, it may at first feel funny. You will notice a change. This change will shift in your attachment. It's here that you want to release. Number six, love it all. Most of us tend to carry enormous resentment for whatever we've historically created. I want you to consider rethinking this position if it sounds familiar to you. The reason is quite simple. This is how we step into not forgiving ourselves. Inversely, we want to honor whatever we've chosen and created. If you can't do that, then at least accept it. I don't mean acceptance in a begrudging kind of way, but rather in acceptance in a spiritual path kind of way. If you're really going to embrace forgiving yourself, then you're going to want to put a little whipped cream of love on top. 
<laughs> I'm serious. Think of being a kid and someone handing you a whole can of Ready Whip to top your favorite dessert. Whomever is in authority gives you a nod of approval for you to use as much whipped cream as you want. I'm that guy. I want you to put love on top of whatever you've done so that you can really forgive yourself. This is a really important part of the process in reinforcing your clearing and opening. Before I start my conclusion, let's take a moment and really focus on the benefits of forgiving yourself. Let's do this together. What benefits come to your mind in forgiving yourself? I'll go first. Certainly, your health, right? I can't think of anyone who wants to create a health issue, but we're all on path of manifesting one without self-forgiveness. If you've already downloaded my free booklet called The Magic of Now, you'll remember the prominent man that wouldn't let himself die because he couldn't forgive himself. If you haven't yet downloaded the Magic of Now booklet and familiarize yourself with this true story, do so at your earliest convenience here. The link is on my podcast post on my website. Your forgiving yourself will tremendously impact your good health. Continuing and listing the benefits you gain in forgiving yourself, you will enjoy a much improved lifestyle. You will absolutely feel so much freer than having to carry weights, burdens, or stresses that aren't healthy. How does your forgiving yourself affect your need to judge others? I would say quite directly, wouldn't you? If you haven't forgiven yourself or some aspect of your life, then it's likely that you've been running around judging others as you've been judging yourself. This is an incredible benefit in self-forgiveness. What are the benefits can you think of? What about finding a new inner peace, feeling happy, being able to think better? Certainly, forgiving yourself drastically improves your spiritual connection. It also removes judgment, which will absolutely improve the nature of all your relationships. In conclusion, what have we learned in how to forgive yourself? First, you have to consciously identify the source in forgiving yourself. Second, identifying the source of where you've been stuck has to be done in your body. Thirdly, you need to use your body to see the detailed effects of your not forgiving yourself. Fourthly, you have to get to the epicenter of the event, thought, or emotion, preferably the exact spot or attachment within your body. Fifthly, you need to breathe into the point of attachment found at the epicenter. Sixth, and our final point, you want to love it all. It's been a part of your spiritual, physical path. And don't forget the benefits, peace, happiness, drastically improved health, an improved lifestyle, a feeling of being free, a clarity of mind, closer relationships, and the judgment is gone. I sincerely hope that you use this process to forgive yourself of things, experiences, and people that you've been holding on to. It's a very, very important part of your personal growth and development in all areas. I mean spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Also, could I ask a favor? If this topic has helped you, go to Apple iTunes and write a review about it. You know, sharing our personal growth openly and with one another is how we really move ourselves forward. And the planet too, right? 
I can't thank you enough for your participation, including your comments and reviews. And I'm so excited to be and talk with you again. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.